Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Hello, everyone. It is Redmen Radio, the Liverpool podcast by me, Paul Machen, that man, Chris Pajak of the Redmen TV. Our kickoff question this week comes from Josh, who's at Cater Edition, um, which is the new Cater Edition 2, I guess. Okay, yeah. Or Cater like Edition that. 1, I can, ima- I can only imagine. Um, you've been kidnapped, ah! Chris, and taken hostage, and the only way they will let you go is if you pick a Liverpool player to win a dance-off against one of them. Who do you pick and why? Also love the podcast, lads. Is there an answer here that isn't Roberto Firmino? No. You've gone for Firmino? I've gone for Firmino. The only alternative, and it only just came to me because I accidentally... Did, uh, left, did his dance celebration prior to film is Daniel Sturridge I reckon Sturridge, I reckon Sturridge has got moves beyond that dance um, if you had to pick a Liverpool player I'm just going to spin this slightly because this is how I read it at first you had to pick a Liverpool player to beat in a dance off yeah who would you who would you pick Roberto Firmino you think you could beat Roberto uh, Firmino yeah in a absolutely, okay. absolutely. <laughs> that was how I, that's how the question's phrased and that's how I'm answering the question you know I want to be at my, I, I want to be at my absolute peak when I'm coming into this dance contest. I'm better under pressure in these type of situations, so I want the best that Liverpool have got because I know that I can raise my game. Right, and I don't want to just beat like Alberto Moreno in a dance off because there's no there's no kudos to that, is there? No one's going, oh, Paige, he only beat he only beat Moreno. You know, it's like when Leicester won the league. Yeah, you know they don't. Yeah, yeah, you got your five thousand to one and all that shit. Like, <laughs> but really, you didn't beat anyone. You know what I mean? Mm. If they beat this Manchester City side, everyone would be going, wow, Leicester City. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, and that's yeah. what I'm all about. I'm about smashing Roberto Firmino's face in in a dance off. Me and him, mano y mano, and coming out there, just the best dancer that Liverpool FC have ever seen. Okay, cool. <laughs> Brilliant, there you go. Perfect, I don't think I could be topped, if I'm perfectly honest. Yeah. Um, but I was going to go with Mignolet, because he's just, I can't, I can't see that Mignolet's got moves. So if I wanted to win, I'd want to win convincingly. I'd want to look Blended, like you know what I mean, like you know. So I was watching uh, Vampire Arena yesterday with the girls while they were sick. A uh, Disney show about a little, about a little um, vampire, and she had a dance off with what was his name? Drago, the dancer, and she raised the game to it. So this this question couldn't have come at a better couldn't time. Come you know what better I mean? time. Brilliant news. Episode four, series one, Vampire Arena. OG. Paolo de Bala <laughs> being strongly linked with Liverpool. Uh, uh, how strong it is, I'm not really sure. We've covered this on a Red uh, Transfer Roundup special you over on the redmentv.com. A lot of people are talking about it. It's international break, uh, naturally. It's been reported. I've seen people reporting it. It's been reported here and here and here. It's been, it's Tuto Mercato, I think. Um, so I, 
I'm skeptical. Although it's been said, and I don't know how true this is, that apparently they were the first to break the Fabinho stuff. So you know, bully for them. Um, we did a good debate. I wanted your opinion on this. I know you're a big Dybala fan. Dybala? Yes. Yes, maybe, please. Maybe all day. Where does he play for us? For us, mm. ten. Yeah. So he's one of them where you just jettison four three three to put Dybala in there. I don't know because I think the easy answer is yeah. Why not? Um, you know we've we've seen us play well in four two three one this season. We've come up against um, some opposition that maybe have worked us out, and we've changed back to get a little bit more out of our attacking players and stuff. But you know when you talk about four two three one, when you talk about four three three, really it's the fourth man that joins the attack that breaks the other team down, yeah. doesn't it? That's what it becomes difficult to to cover and stuff. So for me, whether the ball is brought in as a ten and plays deeper, or what? I don't know. We've seen Juan Aldum do it. He's dropped. You know, we've seen Shakiri talked about him playing in centre midfield. The ball is happen. this big, which is an issue. Yeah, well, yeah, it is, maybe. Um, but so's David Silva. And he's one of those players where you go, yeah. Yeah. touch. Can he play in centre midfield? Would you have said 10 years ago David Silva was going to be one of the best centre midfielders in the Premier League? No. Mm. Is he? Yes. Yeah, I think the interesting thing for me is that if we play if we play 4-3-3, I don't think he I don't think he fits in. That's his, that's kind of his problem he's suffering with at Juventus this season. Like his goal scoring has dropped off a cliff. I actually wrote it down. Last season he scored uh, 26 and 46 in all comps, 22 and 33 in Serie A. He's only got 4 and 25 in Serie A this season, but he's playing on the right for them more often than not uh, this season. So I don't think he necessarily fits perfect. I don't think I don't think there's a position in our four three three that gets the the guaranteed best out of him. But he is it'd be better than anyone else we've got to play the ten if we played four two three one. And you think about the issues we've had with Roberto Firmino. You did a lot on it this season. How he you know he was he was performing really well for the team in the ten. Dybala will score you twenty goals from that position. For Firmino won't, mm. and that that for me, if, if you wanted to move back towards that, if we wanted to have that formation as a as our, you know, we play against we play twenty games a season in that formation, and we want to beat everyone five nil who we're playing, then just come. The other thing the is, I I don't know. Like, listen, none of us know what Klopp's plan is for mm. next season. I'm not sure Klopp does right now because I think he's so focused on this season. Obviously, uh, he, he may be looking a bit further forward than I'm giving him credit for, um, as he is a top Edward manager. certainly will be. Yeah, definitely. Um, but is there any reason the baller couldn't play the Firmino position? That's the other, that is, that is, that's an interesting shout, definitely. That we talk about him playing in multiple positions. You wouldn't necessarily want him playing wide left or, or wide right, but he can. You know he's, he's doing it for he's doing it for Juventus, so he's clearly good enough to do it. Whether he's you know he's not doing it to the level that Salah's doing it or Mane's doing it for us, playing playing wide, of course. But you're right, he he scores goals as the nine, and he scores goals as the ten. Then you know, could he do it? Could he be a nine and a half Liverpool? Again, my slight concern is I think he's a little small for the Premier League to be doing to be leading the line in that regard. And it's telling that Juventus, I think you've used them less. They themselves have used them less as a centre forward and more as a ten as you know in, in recent years. Um I don't think we're aware side for having him. He's just a quality around. footballer. And that's that's whenever I watch Juventus and whenever I see him play, every time he picks the ball up, whether he gets goals or assists, I'm like Man, that kid's got something, yeah. and it's not, and it's it's visible to everybody. It's yeah. not just someone going. Oh, I think he might be good. The lads fucking clash. We've talked about what what Liverpool should be in the transfer market, and for years, and we're finally now, I think, in the situation where we can be what we've always wanted to be, which is a team that promotes from within. That so you you don't need to go out and buy a second choice left back, right back, DM centre back, etc., etc., or fifth choice centre back. 
you promote them from your academy mm-hmm. and you build them up w- within your own system. But that affords you the ability to go out and buy the best of the best Absolutely. in the positions where you haven't got that quality necessarily to come through. And at the minute, you know, again, the four three three doesn't make perfect sense for me. You might be there might be better options. Someone who's a bit more robust to maybe do the Lallana Oxley Chamberlain thing. But if you wanted a ten, there's few tens out there who, who, who have got that level of quality. And it is that thing of it just tells the world just go yeah. <laughs> Does it, we're not, we, we, we mean business we can afford to go out and spend our big we don't need to fix the squad anymore Yeah, we just we can afford to add gems to this side absolutely and listen it goes in part I don't know whether the question's in here or whether I just saw something on Twitter someone asking us about it but we're a final destination club you know we're, we're back into the quarterfinals of the Champions League we're at the top of the Premier League table we made the Champions League final last season and now pa- Paolo Dybala is not an unachievable yeah. type of player anymore it's like no 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 seriously seriously in years gone he by he can go to Liverpool and he'll be quite happy at Liverpool exactly you know 25 years old that's one of those situations where if he's slightly out of favour and he's slightly unhappy if, if, if they hadn't signed Ronaldo I don't think we'd be in this situation I don't think this conversation would even be worth having but He's not being used in the same way. He's being marginalised in that side. And all of a sudden, you're looking at it and going, there's, there's Liverpool, exciting, young, vibrant. They're doing all the similar things. You know, they're doing the similar things to, to Juventus. He's got three Serie A titles in the bag. You know, if they win the Champions League this season, they'll have that. If not, then it's another thing to say, well, I'm, I'm only going to go to another club who's going to be in contention. Liverpool will be one of those sides. So, no, I don't, I don't think it'll happen ultimately, but it's... Um, I think I don't think it's a ridiculous conversation. No. You know, three years ago, it was he was a it, Chelsea written all over him, or Man City written all over him. Whereas I feel like Liverpool could go in that market, and he would be for me. We still haven't bought that in inverted commas Coutinho replacement. And I don't think he is necessarily the, a direct replacement, but he is that lad. He's, he's a goal scoring threat from slightly deeper, which is something we I think actually criminally lack. Yeah, no, I agree with that. Well. Um, that. Speaking of which, Coutinho is available for eighty-five million pounds. Apparently, is he? Apparently, is he? Yeah, is he really? Mm. This is all the talk, isn't it? That apparently, you know, they're going to accept offers in the region of eighty-five, which is just fucking hilarious. Absolutely hilarious. I am. Um, I don't mind Phil Coutinho as, as a personal. I, I'm, I'm at that, that age now where I don't take all that stuff as personally as I did with the player I'm going to talk about in a minute. Um, <laughs> Compared to compared to it's Fernando Torres, um, the birthday boy. Yeah, um, personally, I keep going this. We, we've said this before. If we could have got him in January on the cheap, just for the sake of having a lad who would have fit in with what we do, I, I've seen people talking about. It. I can't see Jurgen Klopp wanting Felipe Coutinho back at Liverpool. I think he's you know he, he hates he hates working with players that he's already worked with. He made a great. It was a great comment. You, know, you can take this one of both ways in his, in his press conference leading up to Bayern, where he was asked about um, Liverpool don't score goals from outside the box anymore. And he basically said sixty percent of those came from Felipe Coutinho. You know the shots that he would take. He's not aware, he, He's fully aware of what type of player Coutinho is. Just hypothetically, if you could sell Coutinho for one hundred and forty or whatever we sold him for and buy him back for eighty five, right now, mm. so summer, yeah. No. January, I was all over it. Yeah. January, I was like, yeah, absolutely, strengthen us for the running and stuff like that. But right now, I'm like, now why? Because I think you can spend that 85 million on somebody better. Let's say, let's say the baller. Yeah, exactly. Would you rather? Let us know actually in the comments or tweet us at the Redmen TV. Who would you rather? Uh, if that, we're just making up the figure for the baller, of course, but and probably Coutinho as well, to be fair. But would you rather have the baller or Coutinho for 85 million pounds? Yeah, as your one bit, as your big, your one big summer signing. 
for Liverpool this season. You can only have one. Who is it? Let us know. Um, Fernando Torres, uh, it's his 35th birthday today. I can't believe he's still younger than me. How is he not caught up with me? How is he not caught up? It's shocking, really, isn't it? Um, yeah, it's funny, isn't it? I've had a few people talk. Obviously, it's led to a lot of conversations around him. It's weird how he's managed to kind of win the Liverpool fan base over. I mean, the fact that he never signed for Man United helps. But... Um, and the fact that he was awful at Chelsea, so we kind of got to laugh, and he never did any harm to us along the way as well. But um, I do, I, I, I am. A, he, he was the last. That was the last football player to break my heart. Was Fernando Torres leaving? Um, and I've never been the same. <laughs> never been the same since. But think about that era. I, I, I don't know if I mentioned this on the podcast of the week. The on this day on Facebook, it was funny how it, it was timed that I had one post from one year saying I've got permission off my wife to name our first kid Fernando, and then one year after the day, I've only just noticed how much Fernando Torres does look like a lady boy because <laughs> um, obviously we just sold him to Chelsea. And yeah, I um, it's funny we've definitely come back the other way. I, I'm able to look at him fondly. I probably shouldn't, but I. But I am. What about you? It's easy to remember the good times, isn't yeah. it? And I think that's what you may, it's the type of person that you are and the type of person that I am. You'd rather remember the happy times than the shit that he put us through towards the end. Uh, I'm fine with Torres. You know, he's gone on. He's had a good career afterwards. He still won trophies, albeit for Spain, uh, not Chelsea and mm. stuff like that. Although he, he, he did, did win, he did win, he did win the European Cup. Yeah. So yeah, listen, he's he's in the past to be honest with you. And had it not been his birthday, I wouldn't have given him a thought today. And yeah, I'm, I'm okay. It was oh, it was watching the those highlights of the day. Did you see them? It was the Ica Casillas highlights from when we battered Real Madrid, and it was like a two and a half minute highlight reel of Casillas pulling up save after save after save. And there's one where the ball gets fizzed into Torres's feet, and he does this like semi cruif turn in one touch, and 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 Lee, I think it's Cannavaro leaves him dead, and he puts it wide. And I just was like, you forget. It's like when I watch highlights of Suarez. Fernando Torres at the peak of his powers, pure first time around blonde Fernando Torres, 07 to 09, was absolutely something else. Just the way he glided past players, that pace, the power, into Milano in the Champions League, all those kind of stuff. Yeah, he was he was brilliant. And, I, and he still has one of the best chances that yeah, we've had. We, know, were, we were talking about this before, we were saying it's phenomenal. Yeah, the Torres' chances is absolutely top. Going up bouncing, I mean. <laughs> that was just beautiful. Um, Jen Jakiri has, depending on which outlet you're reading, either got a swollen groin or a swollen pubic area, Chris, and so he's pulled out of Swiss international duty. It's interesting because we've been asking the question of like, why hasn't Jakiri been more involved? And does Look like you know we know we knew he had a stomach problem. He's been he's been he's been, been put back into it. It looks like this is you know a, a, a persistent thing, um, which is perversely kind of good because I'm glad that it's well. It just stops everyone talking about why isn't he getting yeah. an opportunity? I'll be honest with you. The, the last few weeks I haven't thought he's deserved an opportunity anyway. Mm, yeah. You know I thought his form went a little bit like that. I'm not saying it fell off a cliff or anything, but it wasn't as good as it was earlier on in the season. I don't think. You know, that move to 4-3-3 will have stunted it as well a little mm -hmm. bit. I think, you know, he was just so perfect for that right-hand side in the 4-2-3-1 for what we were doing at the time. But in a 4-3-3, can you trust him to do all the defensive work? I'm not 100% sure. I'm sure he will do. I'm mm -hmm. sure he'll come back and he'll prove me wrong in this. Um, but actually, he might have just needed that time anyway, in the same way that Fabinho needed time to get into the side. Yeah. We've played a formation there that actually facilitated his role in the side. Then we moved to a formation that he's not really played before when he has to do a little bit more defensive work from a forward position. He might have just needed time. On top of that, he's now got an, he's now got an injury and stuff as well. 
it's good because it stops people talking about it ultimately. Yeah, I, I, it's it's one of those, isn't it? That we now now you can start to look and go, okay, well look, this might maybe we would have played them. You know, maybe he would have had more game times, and maybe this is the, one of those things that actually it's been a bit lucky for Adam Lallana in some regards. You know, we've been far better, far more dangerous in four three three in the last two league games with Adam Lallana in in that side, without a doubt. And the question mark prize that is, it's just because Shakiri's not good enough. Well, if Shakiri's been actually struggling for fitness, it makes you think he's probably said he's okay. He's probably been putting himself up there, but you know, in training, has he been able to go? Fully at it, and then if you're not if you're not performing in training, cops not going to put you in the side, and then ultimately he's reached the point where he's not right. Fine, let's hope he gets back, and let's hope because I'd rather I'd I'd rather him be out for two weeks yeah. and come back fine rather than us have than than, than the reality be he's fell out with Klopp because he's a gobshite or he doesn't work hard enough, so that's why he can't get in the team because he's not come back from that. That's that you want to hand to nothing with this with this manager. Yeah, so. you're a player down until the end of the season yeah. if that's the case. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, let's hope he comes back um, sooner rather than later, and he can have a real talent impact uh, on the injury front as well. Uh, Robbo has got an abscess. Um, he's painful. All, that all the talk. I've never had one. I've, I've heard that it's bad. Like um, all the talk is he was going to miss all the international games, but he's so desperate to play. He's going to he's going to basically pay for his own travel to to, to link up for the second game. Do you reckon with, with Scotland? Where's the second game? Oh, some no nowhere. One of the it's is not Belarus Scotland. or something oh, like. It? I don't know. The Megabus don't go there. Do nah, they? I don't think so. And I wouldn't want him on one anyway. To be fair, although I'm sure he'd be bang up. He could pay for him. every seat. Yeah, Still only cost about fifty quid. Yeah, <laughs> yeah absolutely. Um, so yeah, let's hope he's, he's fine. I mean, this is the nature of him. He's like he's the Scottish captain, isn't he? I think any hopes of him taking the easy route out and, and, and bailing out of these games for his fitness um, was never going to happen. But it's another good thing we talked about him. Where does he get his rest? If he only fingers crossed in some regards, I don't think for him. You're not getting rest on the mega bus, by the way. No, no, God, no. Um, but you know, for, for in his regards, he'll want to put him opposite. Part of me's hoping that he does at least miss a game because it's just minutes that he's not going to be playing he's not going to be getting a game off I know he's going to miss the first leg of the uh, yeah. the Champions League but he's going to play every almost every minute of every game other than Milner or Moreno for that game um, I'd have had no doubts about it being Alberto Moreno up until January and that's not fair because I, he wasn't bad again. Yeah, yeah, he didn't have a great game against Wolves but we had the most makeshift defensive lineup we'd had since the last time we played a lower, you know, a team lower than down than us in the early rounds of the FA Cup. Um, so I'd probably go. Milner. Yeah, I think I'm, I think I'd go Milner as yeah. well. Like. Uh, Joe Gomez should be back after the international break. Great. I really hope to see him back and fully fit. I, I don't think we should be looking to rush him back by any by any stretch. But that's another one. You know, he just it's the right time for that. I don't think he goes back in. No, I think no, we I were talking about this the other day. I think, no. you know, probably a rotation for Temp maybe at right back. A few minutes here and there, maybe 20 minutes at the end of a game or whatever, spellmatic. Or, well, here's or, one for or, you. Or You've got the, maybe the Porto game coming up. You could put Gomez right back and Trent left back. Interesting. Yeah. Or just Gomez left back. Yeah. Yeah, one of them, one of them, one of them things, isn't it? Where that's another option that's not being necessarily being being looked at for that. But you're right. I, there's no, there's no need to. Matip's in great form. Yes, absolutely great form. If you ignore the own goal he scored, and even then he had to, he had to do that. I thought he was better than Van Dijk actually, and you know, for large periods of that of that game. So yeah, it was unfortunate, and I'm glad that it was recognised. I think I said to you during that game that it's a shame that it almost is a blot on his copybook. Because he'd been absolutely excellent up until the up until the goal, and he but it didn't let him bother well. him. No. Did not let him bother him at all. No. Like, but that's a good that's a good situation to be in. Same with Lovren at the minute. Is that Lovren's back? But there's no need to. Why? What's the point? You're only putting Lovren in to get him some minutes, such that if you have to put him in, 
he's not. You know, he's not. Totally I look. I'm, I'm looking at the games that are currently on paper for Liverpool. And, you know, earlier on in the season, I'd go, that's a massive game, that's a Lovren game, that's a massive game, that's a Lovren game. I'm looking at them all going, they're all massive games at the moment. Mm-hmm. Had Tottenham and Chelsea maybe been away games, I might look at them differently. Yeah. But with them being at home, I'm like, yeah, massive. This could be one of those situations, though, where it happens, like you call it like teacher uh, teacher holiday syndrome, where every teacher gets ill the second they get to a major holiday because they've just been scrapping their way through, staying on top, getting above that, and they all get on. They go, Bleh. like Matip finally sees the reinforcements arrive and just goes... Jelly limbed collapses to the like floor. Like one of them fucking car things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like when you put you just pull the plug out and like the wavy car inflatable tube man just goes like yeah, that's basically what he might end up like. But um, good. It's better to be in that situation than, than than not be in it. But you're right. Good to have good to have Gomez back early. Interesting. Something you referenced there, Chris. We've just uh, obviously looking at the games ahead. Just done a special over on the RedmenTV.com. The running special. Me, Steve, and Ross sat down. It was meant to be 45 minutes. I think it was actually over an hour in the end. Um, we were talking about. All the remaining fixtures, we were talking about like, and work out who City are playing, the order of things, how things were likely to go, factoring a lot of the, the conversations, looking not just at who we were playing and who they were playing, but the, how the fixtures fell for the teams they were playing as well. So like a great example of this is we've obviously got Chelsea after the first Porto game and they've got Crystal Palace, but Chelsea have only will have played the Thursday before that, haven't played Slavia Prague, etc. etc. So really so interesting. Proper in depth. Really in-depth conversation about all that stuff. And it made us all feel loads better about how, how things are going to pan out. It's tasty. It's going to be very, very tasty. But that's over on the website. So go over there to the redmantv.com. Sign up and watch that. Uh, and there is, of course, the Res News Roundup special. More in-depth chat about Paolo Dybala and what he could do and what he could fit in and the side of the to Real Madrid stuff. Is that special out now? The special will be out. If it's not out now, it will be out very, very shortly. So today, on, like, on the website. So, yeah. Um, so driving home. Why not? Um, yes. Podcast app. On the way home. Yeah, exactly. Lovely. You can get the audio version or you can get the video version. It's free for the first month. So have a look, see how you get on with it. Some brilliant stuff coming up between now and the end of the season. Perfect time because the Reds are as close to perfect as making odds. Um, we've got a sponsor this week, Chris. We do. It's Tokyo time, baby. Um, I, I, in case you haven't noticed, and you won't have noticed if you're listening to the audio version, but if you're watching on YouTube, you might have noticed... That we, you know, we did a vote, it was three weeks ago now, we were yeah. sat here together, we asked you to vote on which of the Tokyo Time hats Chris would have to wear the next time we sat here together, you cast your vote, thank you. You screwed think, me over, well, you no, screwed uh, me over, you screwed me over, all of you screwed me over again. Yeah, thanks very much, all I, all I asked was that you didn't vote for the all black one, which was like I mean, look, it's a nice hat, but that all black one is is that there's levels to caps, I think, and that one I love a bit. I've got the all black Liverpool shirt from this season. That well, cap, black cap is fit, um, but no, Chris, Chris is wearing the pink one. Um, I'm wearing it splendidly. I thought so. You want to tell you what? It's a mark of a good hat, Chris. What? Is that you sat here wearing a, a, an all pink cap? And look, let's be honest, you're not one. Of, you're not a metrosexual man. You're not one of them. You're not like Bailey. You know, you're not like one of these young hip lads. You're not like, you know, the, with, the, with the, the skinny jeans and turns up and no socks and all that kind of fella. You're more yeah, of I can't fit into skinny jeans, no. though, Paul. That's why. No, I've you, tried them. I just I can't get them past my calves. They're just cool. They're just, they're just boot-fit, aren't they? Skinny <laughs> yeah. um, but the, you know... You, so I've taken a few pairs into the old changes. What, what I'm driving at is that there's nothing wrong with the pink hat on, on for, you know, for people who've got that type of style. It's just not your style. But the trick is... Even though it's a pink cap on, on a very much a, f- a man's man that you are, Chris. A man's man. That's like the nicest thing you've ever said it's about me. Still, it's still a bloody good cap. Um, 
Uh, so yeah, thank you Tokyo Time for sponsoring us. Uh, if you want to get involved and get your own Tokyo Time hats, you can, Chris. How can they Of do course that? you can. You just follow the bit.ly link in the video. It's bit.ly forward slash Tokyo Time underscore Redmen TV. The discount code that we've got is for 20% off these fantastic Tokyo Time caps, and it is Redmen20. Uh, links are in the video description, of course. Um, they're helping us, they're supporting us, and if you guys can support them, if you if you like the look of the caps, then please go and do that, because they, they are box caps, to be fair. Like. If you just joined us for the first time with the pod, because every video is someone's first video, <laughs> I forget this at times, um, you missed out on a showcase in a few of them the other week. Go over, click the link, and just show what I mean about that all black cap. I'm not lying. It's incredible. And like I'm, I've said this before, and I'll say it again, I'm not, I'm not a hat person. But um, I may not know hats, but I know what I like. You've and I like that too, one, Paul. absolutely. So go over there. Every show someone's first show, Chris. It's you can't just that. be like, anyway, Liverpool, fine, aren't they? Said this last week. Um, go over there, check out the link uh, in the description underneath. But yeah, it's all lowercase otherwise. Bit.ly forward slash Tokyo Time underscore Redmen TV. And yeah, you can get a 20% discount. So do, do that. Get involved with all that. And we'll continue to showcase the phenomenal content and uh, hats being made by those wonderful people at Tokyo Time via the head of one Mr. Chris Pajak in the coming weeks. Fulham, Chris, I, I don't want to dwell too much on this. We've done quite a, a lot. And it, it, uh, some other stuff I actually want to give a bit more time to. Predominantly, a lot of the. the the, the fan experience we had in Munich the other week, we haven't really had a chance to, to discuss that, and I think it was really, really interesting. But on Fulham, how vital was it that we got that win at the end of that week, or more importantly, that couple of weeks? Massive, man. I mean, obviously, we, we get to put the pressure on Manchester City a little bit and all that type of stuff, but really, just for, for me and for everybody out there who's a Liverpool fan, knowing that this Liverpool side with 15 minutes to go can, get, can turn a result round and get a win, that's championship winning form. Mm -hmm. That's what people who want to be champions in this league go and do. Yeah. They've always done it, and you have to do it. Yeah. And I think we knew right then and there whether they're going to be up for this fight or not, whether mm -hmm. we're going to be in this for the long haul or not, whether we make it or we don't. I know from that last 15 minutes that this side are not bottlers, they will not bottle it, and they will try their hardest at every single point during a game of football to get the win over the line. Mm. I look forward to seeing the uh, KB enthusiasm music added to that clip <laughs> in a couple of weeks' time. Um, but no, you, you're dead right. I, I had a real sense of when I... Because I, I said this on the final word show, I was, at, I was at a wedding at the time, so I was kind of getting the scores fed to me. And that just real, like, oh, just oh, fuck off. At one all thinking, I can't not... Like, please don't. Like, don't go out with a whimper. Because and I said this about the bet we had it with the with the uh, the Burnley game as well. There's been a couple of opportunities handed to Liverpool where they were handed through refereeing mistakes or, or by you know James Milner spooning one through and Virgil Van Dijk and Allison conspiring together to make it hard for ourselves to make it hard for Ryan Babbel's happiness. Um, we've been handed opportunities to to bottle it. To, to throw it all away. And I Burnley? Did, yeah, well, no, exactly. That's, Burnley? Well, that's, what, is, that's what you're talking about, isn't yeah. it? You know, you look at that and you go, we can blame absolutely everything that's not us. Yeah. yeah. And we didn't. We yeah. just turned it around. And, and we did. And, the, and this was, we, 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 we had an opportunity there to, to, that could have been our moment. That could have been the Stephen Gerrard slip moment. You know, James Milner, who's been brilliant all season, and he just does that. And then Virgil van Dijk, who's nailed on for player of the season, then goes and plays this soft header. And the lad, you know, there's a hundred and... Forty million pounds worth of players there at the back who who have been the rock foundation on which we've built everything this season, conspiring to throw away our title challenge. It was there, it was there for that us to be that to be bantered here at Liverpool once again, and I was just so 
it made me feel sick. It made me feel sick to my stomach just thinking, no, like, not, please, Liverpool, don't be that side. You're not that side anymore. I know you're not that side anymore, so do us a favour and don't be that side anymore. So when we go on, and obviously it's a penalty, uh, you know, which is as you control to some extent but you know Sadio Mane amazing you know he, he, if anyone's going to dive to win us something it's going to be him mercifully it was a proper it wasn't a it dive was, you know, but you know what I mean like he, he'd have been up for it regardless of it whether it was a solid connection or not for him to do that to get it and Milner getting a chance at redemption you're right we, we talked about it on the final wager which is available on the redmantv.com if you want to go back and listen to that which is because it, it was a very very good show is that we um, the narrative becomes as you say Liverpool have, have, have showcased their battling qualities. Liverpool have shown their never-say-die attitude. Liverpool have shown a willingness to fight to the bitter end, a determination to make sure that no matter what happens, they're going to be in this title race. And it could have just... And it, instead of the story being, Liverpool have, have, have basically cut their own throats. Yeah, I, and that's all, that's all you need, isn't it? As a Liverpool fan, you need to be able to hang your hat on your sides and know that they're not going to go missing in the big moments. This Liverpool side won't do that. Yeah, and the best thing about, about it, of course, is that... We've got Sadio Mane there, who's absolutely flying, and and it's mad because Mo Salah's getting a bit of criticism at the moment. You look rightly or wrongly, you know. I think you can look at it. You can choose to look at it whichever way you want. I think we've we've mentioned this before. Mo Salah, the goal scorer, has been really disappointing for a, for a few weeks. I think he's, you know whatever it is in front of goal, he's lost that little magic touch. I think his all round play has been from between phenomenal to you know a bit so so during that period. Roberto Firmino's kind of getting by being Roberto Firmino. If we if we were too if we were reliant on those two guys last season, first and foremost, our top two goal scorers, we're now in a world where Sadio Mane is just going, don't worry, lads. Oh, flexes pointing the direction of the goal. I'm going. I'm going to go that way, and I'm going to slot a few goals for well, us. Listen, that's what that's what being a team is, yeah. isn't it? You know what I mean. You can you can say it from the defence. You can say it from the midfield. You can say it from the attack. Who's been the standout players this season? Well, all right, you've got the one goalkeeper. That's it. You've got Virgil Van Dijk at the heart of the defence. But Joe Gomez has done really well at right back this season. Trent's done really well at right back. Left back Robertson stepped up during games where Trent hasn't had a good game mm-hmm. in the midfield. Why has been the star performer. Fabinho's been the star performer. Henderson comes in for a game against United. And plays really well, for example, and then the front three. Of course, they're all going to have spells where they where they hit form and where they don't. Right now, it's Sadio Mane's team, but that's what having a good squad and a good team does. Yeah. That's what Liverpool have got at the moment, and yeah. we should get used to that because mm-hmm. it's going to be like that hopefully for the next few years. Yeah, and that's the beauty of having lads at the absolute peak of their powers at the top of their game in in that side. We're no longer that side, you know. Where you know, you, you, you did you want us to be fucking reliant on Steven Gerrard forever? I mean, that, you know, it used to be a criticism. Yeah. Now, when we've got three players who can all take an equal share of it, everyone's like, oh, but Mo's not playing well. Hang on a minute, fucking sad. Who's banged 11 in an 11 over here? That's you it. You know what I mean? Well, you know, we're now in a situation, you're dead right, where Gerrard was the talisman for so long. And if you didn't like that, if you wanted to be a bit more of like, a, again, a bit more manly man, you could have your character kind of thing like but obviously not you wouldn't you weren't getting quite the highs from that and you had a couple of players along the, along that way so you had your Fernando Torres and your Luis Suarez etc etc but like at this you're right at this point I, I don't know if I was like 12 again I don't know who I'd want on the back of me on the back of my shirt and that's a testament to how many amazing players that we've got at this point and it's funny because I, I don't I don't I don't think we've got it on the podcast but I, I actually want to talk about it now anyway we talked about this we, we were only a, three months, four months away, 
since talking about Mane probably being the weak link in the front three. <laughs> yeah. well, I, I, you know, and it's the first question in the next show, but we yeah. can move it in here if you want. Yeah, yeah absolutely. It's an incredibly well, difficult question. Yeah. To answer. So Andrew Cowley said a lot of people thought Mane was perhaps the weakest link of our front three, but based on current form, he's performing as the best. If you had to replace one of the front three for next season, who would you choose? I mean, I don't really want to get into like which lagging anyone off or whatever, but it's funny. It's funny how it changes, isn't it? Because right now. You know, I, I've been saying all along, we need at least an understudy for Mane and someone who's going to grow to get better than him because I think I, I thought we've kind of seen the limits of him because he's at that age now. He's not going to get much better, is he? Um, he's He is about 20 goals in all comps is about his level, which is a phenomenal level for way. a footballer to be playing at, by the way, no matter where you play. Centre forwards who've, who've made careers off that. Michael Owen didn't score many more than, you know. He, won eight, he scored 18 in the league and won the, won the Golden Boot yeah, one year. Exactly. You know, so I at this point in time, and again, it's funny how it goes, Roberto Firmino, for me, is the one. I, I, if I was looking to, because you're going... How are you going to buy someone who scores more goals? You're not going to buy someone who scores more goals than Sadio Mane on the left. You're not going to buy someone who scores more goals than Mo Salah on the right. Firmino could probably score more goals. So that's literally where it falls down. That's where, no, but that's where it falls down for me. If you, if you could get Firmino with a yard of pace, that, that's, what you, that's what you'd get. But I, I, I don't know. I, I don't think I could pick at the moment is the honest answer because I you know I asked a question on a show a few weeks ago. I don't know whether you're in the show or not, but I said, who does everyone think is the most important player to Liverpool at the moment? And actually, I don't think you were there. I think the three people I was hosting the show said Virgil van Dijk and I said Bobby Firmino mm-hmm. because I think, still think he's so important to the movements yeah. of the others. And I'm not telling you anything that you don't know here, mm-hmm. by the way. Every Liverpool fan knows how important he is. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. But then I'm I'm starting to come round to the mindset of I actually watched Mane do a great impression of Firmino, and I'd say that it wasn't an impression of him. He played the number nine role perfectly for what this Liverpool system yeah. wanted. I've seen Mo play the number nine role really well and get into that over the course of the season. Now, 
can Mane do the number nine? Yes. Can Mo do the number nine? Yes. If Bobby's moved out right or left, is he anywhere near as good as the other two? No. No, no he's not, mm. is, the, is, the, is the honest answer. But I still wouldn't want to get rid of Bobby for me, you know. So I'm now looking at it and going, let's just keep these forever, boys. Yeah. Is that all right? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, sounds well, we're in Deal. That, but we're in Deal. that situation that, that I think that Barcelona have been in for, an, for, an, for years. When they hit the players in the peak years, so when it was... You know, say Ronaldinho, young young Messi, and pick Eto. Let's say it would have been probably the the, the longest spell because Latan didn't really didn't really do it there, or Neymar, Suarez, Messi. You need to have an, you need to have another lad between one and two of the lads who can play in in the front three because they can't play sixty games a season. But it's almost impossible to go out and buy better lads than that. So you end up in a situation where. People come and they don't quite they don't quite scale like the heights or you've got loads of promise but they don't get the games to f- to fulfil it etc. That's let's be honest that's where we're at. It's gonna cost it's where we want to be at. Yeah, exactly. How much is it gonna cost to um, upgrade our front three? It's it's basically it's basically impossible without buying someone who fulfil who, who falls into a bracket of player that Liverpool can't really go and buy. So you're either buying someone who's already proven world class, in which case you're probably breaking the world transfer record, come close to the world transfer. record to get them and really you're only going to get two years out of them at the peak of the powers so uh, Gareth Bale I'll tell you what who's a really, you know we were talking about him earlier on but this is the same thing with Juventus mm-hmm. and the Baller and Ronaldo you know they put Ronaldo in they facilitated him but where their best player is now playing at nowhere near the level you know Liverpool might have if they want to improve on what we've got we might have a, a drop off in everybody else because of the way that they were playing together and yeah. stuff like that so it really is you're absolutely right it's about having four or five lads that can do it at the same level and then just picking your poison each and every game yeah that's it but it's it's, it's, it's funny I, I love I love that conversation because inevitably Mane will have a couple of games without scoring and Mo will click back in and he'll be flying and it will be well, our, our thinking will change on it Firmino's going to finish on the lowest goals tally of them he feels to me very much though like a lad who he could just do with having the summer off you know he could just do with a proper proper rest come back next season we'll probably get a load more out of him he's again also as we've said whereas Mo's I think Mo's stats have been padded a little bit by the fact that we've, we've had to play him centre forward so he's been even more the figurehead of our team he's been in the right areas been pushed into the areas where he has to score goals because he's not been playing centre forward in a 4-3-3 where he's been playing the Firmino role where he's asked to drop more between the lines Firmino having to go 10 means he's been he's been moved further away from the goal so he's probably paid the price a combination of fatigue but also doing more dirty work for the team I, I agree and I also think that's the same with Salah as well you know it's one of the things we didn't actually talk about on the final word is that like we know he went to the final of the Champions League last season we know he picked up that injury he worked incredibly hard to get back to, to give Egypt a few minutes yeah. over the course of their World Cup campaign. He didn't have any recovery time from the injury. He didn't have any recovery time when the season finished because he came straight back in and he plays every single game. Yeah. You know, is it surprising that he's a little bit tired? Yeah. No. It's well, look really. at it, you know, and again, it's, I mean, obviously all three of them went to the World Cup, didn't he? But Sadio was naturally... I think he's naturally, you know, fit and he's, he's just he's, he's he's just brilliant to be perfectly honest. So, it, yeah, you're right. It's amazing that... Salah's able to perform at the level that he's 
that he's performed that to be perfectly honest and it's it's probably me- it's mental fatigue in it as much confidence as and everything like, isn't it yeah yeah you know because you, you do mental fatigue stems from physical fatigue as, as well it's easier to get yourself buoyant when you're feeling absolutely tip top whereas if you're a little bit down in the dumps as well or things are hard taking a little bit more to get out of bed because you know you know you just you, you've worn yourself down a bit he's it's, probably got a little bit of imposter syndrome at the moment as yeah, well you know yeah. like genu- genuinely like did you see there was a there was <laughs> There was a, a, a thing I find fascinating, actually. I don't know where I saw a conversation about oh, It was on Red Letter Media, and they talked about how there's people out there. You know, you get the people who go on X Factor or Britain's Got Talent, and they think that they're absolutely incredible, but they don't, they're, so, they're so stupid that they don't realise how, how terrible they are. But you, what you actually have is the exact opposite of that, which is, I say, imposter syndrome with people who are amazing but don't believe that they, they're good enough to do it. Mo does strike me as that. I think he's got that real early streaking him, but he could... He does at times. You can see it in his demeanour on the pitch. Sometimes he's laughing and smiling. Other times he just seems dead angry and, and, and pissed off with himself. He could do with probably just levelling out a bit. And what, and, but that, I think, you know, once he gets himself back in the zone, said this, he gets that 50th goal and he's going to fly again. Yeah, I think. But it, as I said on, on the final word, I, don't, I can't see it. I think he's trying too hard at the moment and it, it's just going to happen for him. And when it does, it's just going to be the way. It's going to be one of Mo Salah's most forgettable goals of all time, and then we'll we'll have forgotten this drought thing. And 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 if Liverpool can get Mane plus one or two of the others, all this talk we've got about how how, how good our season, our end of season could be, there's no limit to what we can do with with the end of the season if we get those three lads yeah. going. Um, but yeah, a bit off bit off topic for Ander, but thank you very much for the question nevertheless. Um we're gonna move on, we're gonna talk a little bit about Munich because we didn't really get a chance to not so much the game, but so much as the experience of doing it, which I thought was fascinating. Um, before we do, Chris sat down to do his absolutely exceptional newsroom podcast last week with Literally nobody Paul. Did you know? No, I was in Munich with of you. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> Did no one do it? No. Great. Brilliant. No newsroom podcast last week. <laughs> Fuck's sake. Also, as you say, the the Jordan Pickford stuff, which, well, it was. Let's start there um, mm-hmm. because why not? Um, it was it was a bizarre moment of madness from England's number one, um, and I, I don't know why we didn't get sent off. No, I, I don't. Just, it's not even being dramatic. I don't know what the rules are anymore. Mm. I don't know how someone can. Well, first of all, got away from the decision. He's fumbled the ball again. Yeah. And near enough handed Newcastle a goal. Um, his personal performance, I thought, was uh, immature, mm-hmm. which is well. It was the way it's the way you say it kind of. He, he got caught up in, in the Sunderland the stuff, Newcastle didn't he? Yeah, stuff, go, yeah, go to the fans and stuff, and then obviously they were tuning up at that point, or they were going to tune up, and, and he was being a bit of a prick. Um, <sighs> again, this is something that VAR will, will clear up, and I think if VAR was about, it would have given a red card. But to me, there's some decisions that you can argue for VAR, but there's some decisions that referees should be getting anyway. He's nowhere near the ball, and he spears someone. To, to, yeah, I know. Yeah, so I, it is. Yeah, literally a, a rugby tackle away, and Rondon is about to score. Rondon just needs to take one step, kick the ball. I see enough open goal. Okay, you could argue a defender might get back, but it's not. It's not. It's stopping a goal scoring opportunity, isn't it? And there's this whole double jeopardy thing. That's this is this is what's complicating it. Oh, yeah, again, we discussed last week complicated rules in the in the in the FA law book. But basically, the idea is that if you give a penalty away and you're last man, you can't be sent off because then it's like a Bullshit. double whammy. 
but that's different. So, so, so the referee is therefore giving the benefit of the doubt, saying, "Well, he's going for the ball," which he wasn't, by the way. He really wasn't, yeah. um, and has decided not to send him off by by the laws of the game. So, so for me, that's the problem. That's the problem. The, yeah. the laws of the game yeah. is the problem. There's, there's no. Feels like the second week in a row we're having this conversation. Yeah. So <laughs> it's yeah. I mean, again, as we said last week, common sense needs to be used, or a bit of. Um, a word, a bit of flexibility for referees to like make it a personal thing. Again, maybe the referee didn't send him off because if he did send him off, they'll go, well, the law says that he mm. shouldn't be sent off. So then, you, again, you, you caught into your minds. So the referee probably got stick either way. But he wasn't going for the ball. So it was a clear, it was yeah. cynical. It was really cynical. And obviously, the it was, like, obviously, I was sat in my flat. It was mid-afternoon, wasn't it? I, was, I think I was actually following the, the Wigan game in the Championship because that was quite a big game they were having. So I was I had like, like all me no score notifications on the go, and it, I found it quite amusing, despite being a Liverpool fan, that Everton got away with that and then basically went down the other end of the pitch and scored. I was like, yeah, that okay. is so that is so just that is so heartbreaking. I was like, oh, everybody will be blaming Mike Ashley and 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 doing all that, and then um, and uh, then obviously so by the by the letter of the law, then yeah, if someone rounded the goalkeeper, yeah, and you just cleaned him out, it's not. It can't be something off. No, 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 sorry, no. Because if you're the last, no. you're the last man. You he's got to be going for the ball, so yeah, it so depends know, on the yeah. placement of the ball. But, but yeah, in theory, if if a goal, if somebody does you and they're literally about to shoot and you, I don't know, grab him by the shoulders, then that's that's going to be a sending off. Yeah, no, but, but if you go for a slight tackle and you're going for the ball. Yeah, well, no, that probably wouldn't be a sending off. Normally, we plug the newsroom podcast, but Christmas in Munich with me last week. So the Around the League podcast, we do that every week, but it's a fantastic thing. Tom, who was on it this week? <laughs> Ben and Ross. Ben and Ross. And they spoke about all kinds of things, including uh, VAR. Mm. And also, Ben got slaughtered for his opinion on Man United or City winning is it the league or something. Or the Champions League. Bless him. But anyway, here's a clip. <laughs> so, that we put, so they put that clip out on YouTube. I, I, and uh, the comments are all hated on Ben because he gave his, gave his opinion. I think he said he'd rather... Man United win the Champions League. No, that's a terrible take, Ben. I know. That's a terrible take. The Manchester United is... are our biggest fucking rivals, and you do not let them win it. You know what the problem is? It's a Sophie's choice, and the honest answer as a Liverpool fan is I don't want either of them to win the European Cup, so that I, cu- I couldn't split it. It's a lose lose. No, whoever wins, we lose because I don't want Man United having four European Cups. And, I, and I, funnily enough, I went to, do, I went to uh, UCFB University to interview some. Uh, students in the week so sat in the Etihad and looking around and I was talking to Ross about it and look, it's just a, it's a fantastic ground they've got everything set up there but you know we joke about the empty had ha 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 um, was it fun? I used that joke well obviously it was empty um, but the they are a football club that are ready to be one of the biggest football clubs in the world and the only thing that's standing between them and that is being in a European Cup final and moreover winning a European Cup and and loads of fans but that's what they, they, you get that when you win a European Cup and that's what I mean because I, I've spoken to so many Liverpool fans who, who came to this football club I, I know a guy a guy Carl Norris who's a good, good friend met through Redmen the Athens final, 2000, we lost. We lost that final, but he he got to watch that game. He, he saw Liverpool and went, I like, I like that football club. I like the, the way that football club is. And took, yeah, exactly, and, and took them to heart. That's what happens. The Arsenal have got so many fans. 
because they just con- they were constantly in the Champions League for that period. So you could watch them. They had really good players in addition to that. That's how you win fans on the continent. Liverpool got to the European Cup final last season, and I, I was in Berlin at postseason. There was just Liverpool stuff everywhere because we were there, and it, it grows you. It, it shouldn't be underestimated that this is the problem. And there's no, there is no right answer because you don't want Man United catching and getting anywhere near. The same way they don't want us to win the league title for the same reason. There will be no stopping Man City if they win a European Cup. They will be the biggest football club in the in the world because they've got all the money in the world. They've got the, they've the finances. They've got the resources. They've got the the, the 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 setup. They've got the academy. They've got the, the campus around all that stuff. They've got a stadium that they can grow whenever they want to. Um, that so yeah. That the worst thing that could possibly happen to us as a football club is to have a, 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 an all Manchester European Cup final. That would be the absolute fucking worst. I still want. I still want United to lose me. Yeah, I just. I, there's no again for me. I couldn't. I couldn't. It's just. It's just horrible. It's like asking which one of your arms you want to cut off, as far as I'm concerned. Right. Um, you'd cut your right arm off. I don't know. Just came to me. Okay. Fine. Which is your mouse hand? Me right. Can I see mouse? Great. <laughs> But you'd have to. Okay. Um, I've, I've learned over the course of the last few weeks that I'm decent with my left hand at Golden Tee, aren't I? So I think I'd just pick it up quite easily. Sure you probably would. Um, a lot more sympathy for losing the arm that you're right with. Just on the. Okay. I think. Okay, sure. Um, I didn't put much thought into this. No, no, of course not. I, I plucked one of two words out of this tiny little <laughs> brain of mine and it said right. Absolutely. Uh, I want to talk about Munich, as I say, not, not necessarily the game, although the game was absolutely fantastic. I was absolutely blown away by the the experience of going to that game. Now, I went to the Allianz summer before last for the for the Audi Cup and thought it was fine. It was tarred a little bit by the, the there was a big issue around backpacks and they wouldn't let in and we had a real struggle getting the cameras in and what have you. It, it, we didn't have that at all. We didn't take the cameras this time. I expected. Bayern Munich, because of the fact that they are the Manchester United of, of German football, they are absolutely loathed by everyone who's not a Munich fan in, in Germany. They are this, this, I expect them to be this massive, soulless conglomerate entity like Manchester United are. You know, big stadium with loads of people who just go to, you know, because it's, it's a holiday Experience destination, because it's yeah. a bucket list thing, not because they are diehard fans of that football club. And I went and Every single thing about that as experience, going as a fan and moreover going as a travelling fan, I thought was as close to perfection as certainly as, as I've seen from from following uh, exactly the same. And, and listen, we've spoken about it already, so you know I'm in exactly the same boat here. And you know, it's it's, it's everything about it. It was just chatting to people in in pubs and bars, and and just having a general chat about the footy with them. We went to the ground, and you said to us, you know, we went with you at the time. Me and Aubrey got a train there. We got a train packed with Bayern Munich fans, and people were talking to us. Sound, no worries, no issues whatsoever. And you said, "There's nothing really at the ground. Get off a stop early." And we were like. Oh, can't be asked to be honest with you. So we just chanced it. There was somewhere we could have a beer, about five minute walk away from the ground. A couple of little things set up where you can have a, a a little bit of a scran or whatever. Have a beer. We were stood at a table with a Bayern Munich fan. Chatted to him for about forty minutes. He wished us good luck. We told him we wanted to have ruin his night. And then they, they went our separate ways. We walked down there with Bayern Munich fans. It was brilliant. We stopped for photos. Everyone, we were very obviously Liverpool fans. You know, you're not like cowering and all mm-hmm. that type of stuff. You get there, we got searched dead quick. Wasn't asked at all. Got through the turnstiles. No segregation whatsoever. Yep. Literally no segregation. And this is the thing, and I, I, I said it at the time to Aubrey. 
is when you put walls in anything, when you put walls up, you're telling people that the difference here. Yeah. And that is politics, that is life, that is there is absolutely everything. Bayern Munich didn't do that. They trusted us to go about our business, and we we trusted them to go about theirs. And it was fucking superb being treated like an adult at a game of football. They've, in Europe. It's like they've t- and, and and I've seen people because I tweeted about it, and I've seen people subsequently saying like that's the, the the consensus about German football in general. Like I mean, the, the experience of it. There's a trust that's been placed in football fans there because they're basically saying okay. Look, if you want to be treated like adults and you want to be treated like like normal people, go ahead. Go ahead and do it. What I thought was really interesting was the, the, the rules were there. The rules were clearly laid out. People who broke the rules, they came down on them like a ton of bricks. So people who were caught with false tickets were getting 400 euro fines and being locked up and missing the game. If you were caught with a fake ticket, that was the thing. Now, if that happens to you, are you ever going to try and bunk into a game with a, with a fake ticket again? Like, if you're that kind of person, maybe. The same people who, who, who don't do it on trains. But by and large... And if you heard that story, like I wouldn't, I would never now try and get into Bayern Munich on a no. on a fake ticket no because sense. I'm not paying four hundred quid. I'm not missing. I'm not missing the game. I could. I'd rather just go and sit in the pub and watch it if I'm go, if I'm going to do that kind of thing. So the, it, it discourages knobheads. It discourages people who, who don't who don't treat it with treat it with respect. I saw some lads getting legs for jumping over and what and what have you. There was a few instances where. I got, well, I got told actually by one of the Liverpool stewards that some lad started smoking weed, bang, down him like down him like a ton of bricks, carted them off. And you might say it's a bit draconian, but again, if you if if the, the, you're there to watch the football, they're they're giving you every avenue possible to watch and enjoy the football. You can have a bevy that's well appointed, so there's plenty of facilities to do that, plenty of toilets, plenty of easy access to all the, all the things. Again, you're allowed to mingle. You're not being penned in. You're not doing any of those things. Didn't keep us behind. Didn't keep us behind. None of, none of that. They didn't like you know we didn't need an armed guard, or escort or anything. And but they're saying like look, we're not going to facilitate you breaking the law to watch football, but we're going to make we're going to we're going to protect you in the football watching experience, and that's where in this country they get it arse about tit because they are they are they see football fans as the scum as scum of the earth who are the people who cause all the problems around football, and and so the, everyone's on this vigilant alert for a football fan who's going to fuck it, and and it's going it's going the other way now, even worse in this country because you saw that stuff with the Jack Grealish stuff yeah. the other week, and some absolute fucking knobheads coming out. I can't remember the name of the fella who said like, I'm not saying that you should all police should be armed at football games, but blah 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 blah, and it worked out as a percentage. It was like less. It was a it was a point something of a percent of people who went to a football match. Went onto a pitch. It was a, it was a, an almost of course un- it's minuscule. Exactly, and you, you get these people fucking weirdos. I mean, this is the culture we're in the conservative, a very conservative backwards culture that we're in at the moment in this in this country. Um, and instead of allowing people to you know have a bevy, you can watch, you can drink a beer in your seat at Anfield at any other event that is Rugby held at Anfield. Is held at Anfield every year now, isn't it? And you can have a beer there, yeah. and you can be sat in your same seat. In fact, I remember Gareth Roberts from the Rap literally went and sat in his own seat in the cop and had a beer, yeah. and he posted it, and he's like, "Why am I not allowed to do this?" I am there? more likely to throw a beer uh, and act like a twat. At, well, I'm more likely to throw a bevy at, at Gary Barlow in the Take That gig than I am at 
a Liverpool game. Let's be perfectly honest, because uh, let's face it's it, it's secure. You're going to get a but you're going to get it. But this is the thing: increase the punishments for people who break the law and break the things but trust people to do it and that's that's the thing it's going to take a while it's going to take trust and there might be a little period where there maybe is a, a bit of problem and some people do take the piss like the safe standing stuff as an example I've seen safe standing I've been in safe standing and I saw some lads standing on the barricades and it's like that's the reasons why they're, they're the people who are why you, 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 you get in trouble within England but all you do is anyone who's caught on it you go right you've got a, you've got a two game ban Two-game stadium ban if you use it in a stupid manner. Don't those people within within a season it'll be sad. You won't have people. You won't have people doing that. You get banned from sitting in the cop because you 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 abuse the cop. Then people won't abuse people won't abuse the cop, etc. etc. And I just thought again, and in addition to this, because the atmosphere generated by their fans, yeah, superb. It's meant to be fucked. That they that, that's probably the like the worst you're likely to get. Because they are such a mega entity and yet they manage to generate a brilliant atmosphere, create a brilliant footballing experience and we twatted them as well. And, you know, after the game as well, not not enough, you know, I said I said a minute ago there, we weren't kept in. We got home on the train with all the Bayern Munich fans. Yeah. Didn't see anything, no. nothing whatsoever. We went in the same train station as all the German fans and there was no segregation. I can't remember seeing any police. There might have been police there. Yeah. There wasn't a lot of police presence if there was. It was just from start to finish the best away experience of actually going yeah. to the football. There was, I, I did it and I don't, I don't know whether it's for public consumption, but that, there were, there were a, a number, there were double figures arrests, but they were all just literally for people getting in on fake tickets or people do, breaking actual laws, not for... You know, like just that, you know, not for drunken antics or not for the things that you're supposed to get arrested for. I say supposed to in a bit of commerce for podcast listeners, you know, like the, the not for hooligan behavior of be, being an absolute antisocial knobhead because you just you're there to watch, you're there to watch the footy and it's, it's encouraged. I thought it was, I thought it was brilliant and I just wanted to, to wanted to make mention of it here. Um, have you got the the scarf, Chris. Of course, I got the scarf. Yeah, so we want, we want to do a little shout out for the for the twelfth men. Um, they've invented this. It's a singing Liverpool scarf. <laughs> I'm. Yeah, it's a scarf. It's a Liverpool bar scarf that plays this. Doesn't stop. Okay, it, it, it is meant. You know, it, I think it does. Steve, Steve's got the, Steve's got it down. Like he knows how to do it. We just have to wait for it. It's fine. Cause it's a good song. My kids would love that. They'd absolutely love that. My kids. I mean, listen. Gonna be honest. Not for me, um, but if it is for you, that's fine. <laughs> that's absolutely fine. Um, different strokes for different folks. Uh, the guys at the Twelfth Men have done it. They've given us a discount code as well. Uh, go to uh, the Twelfth men.com and use Redmen TV lowercase one word uh, for ten percent off. So if you want your own singing scarf, <laughs> good God. Um, yeah, so there you go. That's a singing scarf. If you want one of them, um, yeah, get over and do it. I'm gonna have to put it over there. Uh, because I need to finish the podcast. Um, but yeah, thank you very much for those for sending that in. Um, <laughs> that's up there. With the, that's the, only the second most random Liverpool thing I think I've been sent. Do you remember the uh, Mario, the Mario Baratelli snooze we got I sent? That had like a, a Super Mario thing on. That they, I, that they're well better. They're well better than that. Um, 
we've got time very briefly because I need to go um, for a couple of questions. Matt Froud, would you rather be stuck with Sturridge's musco, musco, musculoskeletal system, Dejan Lovren's immune system, or Sam Allardyce's cardiovascular system? I think the answer is Sturridge. Because even though, listen, he's an elite athlete yeah. who happens to be injured a fair bit. Mm. He's an elite athlete, I'll say it again. I'm not. Yeah. I take of the thing, I think from what I think from my reading of it, what I think he's gone for is uh, Lovren's just fine. It just he just gets a few too many colds and stuff, doesn't he? That's fine. You can treat that with like echinacea and you know and uh, and some vitamin C, I reckon. Um if I wanted to be the the peak me, I definitely not Allardyce because I, I you know I, I want to live a long happy life. I want to be able to enjoy I'm not gravy sure it's his cardiovascular system that's the problem, to be honest. I think it's his gravy addiction. <laughs> well, yeah, it's, 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 the, it's the gravy on pumping ground as veins I mean? that's the problem, yeah. I'd take Lovren's immune system anyway. Plus, um, plus Allardyce is mates with them two off being sports. Oh, my God. Oh, that Every time I see a being sports, it's like they know, it's like they've hired them just because they know it's going to make any rational football fan lose their head whenever they say some absolute shite. Um, but anyway, we, we digress. Brody Keenan, um, would you rather have to run Toffee TV or have Toffee TV run I mean, there's then? only one answer here, and it's 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 to run Toffee TV I would, for them. Toffee TV would be incredible if we ran that. We'd run that better than them. They couldn't possibly run this better than us because they'd just be, this, this revenue would be so dour and miserable if they were in charge. It's true, boys. It's true. Bless them. Bless them. Anyway, Toffee TV EFC on uh, on YouTube. Go check them out. We love them, boys. Toffee TV EFC 1 on YouTube. Is it? Still got the one at the end. Because they're the second person that's come up with that name. Absolutely not, bad. Um, brilliant. Right, there is a bonus Q&A going up on the, the RedmenTV.com and we answer loads more questions, uh, including Ryan O'Donnell um, saying, what is the breaking non-story that's going to pop up to fill paper inches and make everyone feel they're angry, etc., etc.? A Desert Island disc-style five highlight reels from different footballers. Uh, that's the only football you'll ever get to see again. Um Mixing our t- current team and bench with the 0809 team. If you could be a multi billionaire and buy any football club in the world that wasn't Liverpool, what would it be? Um, and then a few other bits and pieces as well. Uh, so get over to the redmentv.com as well as all the things that we've mentioned. Just boss, it's boss, boss, boss. Uh, perfect time to get involved. And it's just £5 a month as well for audio and for video content, more than you can possibly fill your life with. Uh, so get involved with all that stuff. And other than that, we'll be back with the podcast next week. Don't forget to get and check out the Tokyo Time website as well and use that discount code and the 12 men for the singing scarf and all uh, other than that this has been the podcast when you make decisions for your company you look for the no-brainers and if you have a lot of mailing to do stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer it streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient which makes you less busy Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with Code Program for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. 
That's stamps.com. Code program. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.